Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're on location at Hop Fly Brewing. Danny Brams. It is a beautiful evening in the QC, and we've got a bird's eye view from Mint Street down towards the fortress, where we'll be protecting the keep on Saturday night against Seattle. It's great to see you, Danny. Oh, man, it's great to be seen. Great to see you, Johnny. Great to be here. A little something new, something different, uh, an evolution for us. Uh, still plan to do plenty of episodes of APR, but just we have a new game day routine. Yes. Which was uh, to start a hotline. So we, we uh, for the Chicago match, the last hot, uh, home match, we said, hey, let's do something different. Let's go to hotline, just check the scene there, uh, because it was like weeknight. And it was easier to get from here to the stadium than from over in Elizabeth. And I came here that Saturday, by the and, way, when you were out of town. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And what we really discovered is that the scene here is better than advertised. It couldn't even be better than advertised. It's beautiful on this rooftop right down the, the stadium view, uh, the, the skyline view. Elizabeth, great neighborhood. We love it over there. Going to spend a lot of time there. But uh, going to expand our operation here to, uh, to South Uptown a little more regularly. Uh, for pre-parties and then episodes and stuff like that, and we'll see what comes of it. Um, just just growing the show, continually evolving as we always do. But the one thing we never want to do is stay stagnant on this show. That's why uh, a lot of y'all are still listening as we get almost almost we almost had a hundred episodes. We're, we're close. We're in the nineties. We're somewhere. close. Yeah. I was you you said it. I was waiting to say it. We are. So if you know me, this is uh, nine. This is ninety six. Yeah. Oh, or ninety seven. Wow, ninety six. What a great year. I wish I could. Like, you know that hypothetical, like, oh, if you could go back uh, in time to, like, your younger self. 96. You do it? This is 96. Yeah. So if I could go, like, I love my life. My life has turned out great. <laughs> I've had all kinds of ups and downs throughout the years, throughout my 44 years. But, uh, man, if I could go back to 90, if you offer me not, go back to 96 right now, knowing everything that you, you know now, and just see how you might have played it a little different, I, m- I might go. Because, man, I did love the 90s. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, thinking of the, about the 90s, thinking about sh- downtown Charlotte, uptown Charlotte, Charlotte FC, thinking about the great beers we're drinking. What are you drinking, John? I, I was going to ask you first, um, but I'll happy I'll be happy to share that I've got the New Zealand Pilsner. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's my second one. About these mugs? I love these mugs. At Hot Fly? Mini Steins. Mini Steins. Cheers. How about you? What do you got? Uh, I love your New Zealand Pilsner because uh, obviously uh, New Zealand makes me think of the Hobbit. Would love to place I'd love to visit someday. Uh, shout out Bill Tuvaloma. Uh, <laughs> if you want to come down and drink a few New Zealand Pilsners with us at Hot Fly Bill, uh, we'd be more than happy to have just, you. Just don't listen to the last three or four episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking the Toto El Tiempo Mexican Lager. It's a Mexican Amber. Kind of, it, It's kind of like an upscale Dos Equis Amber, if you will. Oh, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Of, they say don't fruit the beer, but you got to have a lime inside of a Mexican Lager, I feel. so. I uh, totally agree. Uh, it's got a brilliant sort of dark deep caramel uh tone it's one of these great house brews here at hot fly and that's one thing we missed like last year when we took the show on the road we were always drinking like in-house brews and so i am happy to be here drinking a very uh very great beer uh i don't know if, if, I'm, this is not a paid advertisement i'm just really happy with everything i got going on here right now uh, at hot fly bottom line is we want y'all to join us saturday before the match uh, yep. We're, we're going to be pre-gaming here. The Champions League final on in the afternoon yep. here we'll at Hot Fly. And, and, and then they've got a food truck here that's absolutely phenomenal. So just join us on Saturday. It's going to be a great pre-party. Plenty of parking, too. Yep. Plenty, plenty of parking around. And a five-minute walk to the stadium. Much love to the gold line, but uh, 
it's not always the most reliable. Sometimes on the back end of a, of a, of a night game, or it takes forever. And so uh, this is a little bit quicker exit plan out of out of uh, out of a match as well that I think is going to work to our benefit. And so, we can uh, uh, post party. Yeah, too. exactly. A post party into an exit plan. Yeah. You exactly. never know. So. I mean, it's a if it's a massive three 0 win against Seattle Sounders yeah. at the Keep on Saturday, you better bet. You bet uh, we're going to be post partying. Yep. Partying back here. Uh, yeah, after we'll be, the match, we'll be, we'll be drinking green beer. Hopefully, at that point, emerald green. But right now, uh, we're we're going to continue to drink these beers, and we're going to talk about uh, Lionel Messi <laughs> and his move talk to to MLS. Yeah. A topic a topic that's been discussed on this show before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> as, we did the flashback. Yeah, on Twitter for you, sure. You can find us on Twitter um, at for the crown baby. Follow us there, and you'll see that flashback too. I think it was episode fifty nine. Yeah, it was back in December. And I remember exactly where we were. Do you? Uh, that was at uh, Community Matters Cafe. We I thought were, I thought it was People's Market. No, that was the episode before was at People's Market. Oh, the episode okay. before was the People's Market cast, yeah. And we did talk about Messi in that episode. But the clip that I posted on Twitter, the episode 59, was from Community Matters. It was our first coffee cast of the year, which everybody's doing coffee cast these days. we happy to start that tradition. But uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, the People's Market cast is great. Go back and listen to the old episodes. If you're a fan of the show, sometimes yeah. if you love our comforting voices and you just sort of want like a, <laughs> a little flashback to like the things we said, and then you can call us out when we were wrong or notice when we were right. Uh, go back and listen to an old episode today. You never know. You know, it might it might make your day. And you'll find some familiar nicknames like uh, Camille, useless Biak. <laughs> Will be useless yet again yeah, on Saturday week, night. He's, he's out. He's, he's, out. Uh, he's injured. Uh, wish him all the best, of course. Um, hopefully he's back sooner rather than later, um, recovering from that uh, muscle injury. Uh, Enzo Capetti recovering from a muscle injury as well. Uh, listed as questionable. This leads me to believe, Danny Brams, that Capetti will be in the lineup on Saturday so night. So I think he's not. I, I still don't think he will be. I think questionable means a possibility. He, he but is going to lose his shit if he's not in this I lineup. I know, I know. And Obviously, the reason why he's yeah. listed questionable today, on Thursday, as we're having this conversation, is because he demands sure. that he's questionable. 100%. Yeah. He, he, if you, we have a, I have a very strong feeling that Enzo Capetti, if he was making the lineup, he would be putting himself in it for sure. <laughs> you could tell there was a video clip circulated from practice this week of yes. him. Someone yelled at him, hey, Enzo, uh, you know, why aren't you out there? You know, when, when's your injury and hamstring going to be back? And he said, because uh, he was off to the side of the main training, and he said, uh, I think, uh, if you can forgive my horrible pronunciation there, but I mean, here they don't respect. You know, here they, no respect here. Like, I told them I was good, and they, they told me I still have to sit out. They don't respect my opinion on my own body. That's kind of the vibe I got from that, obviously. Um, That's exactly what he was saying. Yeah, and so uh, uh, it goes back to what I said last episode. Yes, we'd love to have him against Seattle. It'd be great to have him back against Seattle. Our guys are tired. Carroll in the midfield is usually better than Carroll in the striker, although he did score a great striker's goal against uh, uh, freaking the last game. Uh, against Columbus, sorry, drawing blank there for a second. But it goes back to if we can rest Enzo for this game, then he's got 11 days off with no matches, and he's basically essentially gets a full month off with that hamstring. And I just think you play him... I could see him playing 20 minutes off the bench against Seattle. Now you're starting to see. But starting, I don't, I don't see. It. I, I never said he would start. I said I he'd thought be, you meant starting. No, I, I said sorry, he'd be in the squad. I said he'd be in the squad. Oh, okay, okay. That'll be a little different. It's, um, an, it's an important distinction. Questionable usually means out in MLS in general for most teams. This team, who knows? We haven't really established a precedent there. But uh, 
some context that was added was Latanzio's quote at his press today, which he didn't say much. He just gave some brief injury updates, saying uh, he does not expect to be able to count on Camille or Enzo this weekend. So we'll see. Well, I'm glad you misunderstood me there because it made for a better segment. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, Jordan Morris, uh, familiar name Jomo. from from the United States men's national team, who yeah. is back healthy with Seattle Sounders. Uh, will he be in the starting lineup on Saturday night? We'll see. Uh, he's a- available for selection. My guess is that um, he certainly will start. And will Guzman Carujo uh, continue to play well for Charlotte? And is this the first time that we're going to see him at home this year and celebrate his return as a full 90 Please. center back player? It feels like it's gotta be. everything has the timeline led to this moment. It's got to be. Give me give – me. So I was worried that Milando wouldn't be available after he missed the Columbus game. He's not on the injury report, so we're presuming he's going to be in there. I got to have Caruba sitting next to him. I can't see Bill go out there again. I'm sorry, Bill. We love you. Kiwi up. It's good beer. All of that. Yeah, the New Zealand Pilsner's treating us right. Come have one. We will talk to you and hang out with you anytime, Bill. You're a great guy. This is nothing personal attack of your character. But right now, your performances on the field for Charlotte FC have been one of our weakest spots of the season. That's what I would probably tell him to his face if he was sitting here. <laughs> I may not like his reaction to that, but that's yeah. what I would say. And so uh, I do think he's a good guy, but I need to see Guzman and Addy out there. I, eventually, I think it's going to be – I eventually, at full strength, it's it's Sobo and Tuiloma fighting for that third center back spot, I personally believe. So we'll see. It's a big show on tap this evening. Yeah, you just got a quick taste of all the – the fun topics and crazy topics. It's been a wild week in sports, and I think a wild week not just in MLS and soccer, but in Mer- in American sports in general. You, you, how long have we gone so far on the app here? Almost ten minutes. Almost ten minutes. Uh, I think it's time, in honor of the greatest number ten ever. Let's finally start talking about Leo Messi. Ten minutes in. What do you say? Uh, it's exactly what was next on the docket, and you um, said it's a game changer, and. Uh, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's a uh, it's a transfer. It's a signing by Inter Miami. It's a signing by MLS. Let's just the league signing. Let's just, yeah, yeah, let's just say let's start there. The league brought yeah. Messi here, and it's a aggressive move. And you know we like aggressive front foot football. Sure. And that's what I would give MLS credit for and Inter Miami and, and this entire um, group of organizations that make up one. Hey. Sure. Props to you on the aggressiveness and the ability to go out and get him. The essential thing was to make sure he was playing in MLS also because there were some early discussions and formations of this deal. The way this deal at one point looked in, it took the shape of MLS signs Messi but then loans him out to Barcelona. That was never going to work for me, like yeah. as, as a fan. Like I'm not, I'm not into you know like uh, you know watching other other men uh, uh, hang out with my players. <laughs> if you get my drift. Uh, that was not going to work for MLS. That was a bad situation. So right. they got him locked in that he's actually playing in the league. That's huge. Uh, we saw the effect on ticket prices uh, around the league. Charlotte especially felt it with decision day being, you know, there's a chance that game could be for Messi must win to get, to, must beat Charlotte to get into the playoffs. Can you imagine? That'll be national TV 100%. Like, there'll be so much interest on that. It's in Charlotte. And people took advantage yesterday. They sold tickets at huge premiums. We, we'll get into that discussion later because the TIFOs have been asking us about us. We have TIFOs questions on deck. Uh, but him coming in to play is amazing. Like, imagine this. We're going to get to watch the GOAT. The, the, 
Like, I'm not the biggest Messi fan. I'm not a Messi fanboy. You and I uh, have been talking about this with our guy Gesslin offline. You know, not on the show, but just, you know, in conversation this week. We're all soccer fans. We talk about Messi. And I kind of downplayed it. I poo-pooed it a little bit. And then... You're not the only one, by and then, the way. But then I had to I'm, get, And I'm not talking about myself. I, I had to check myself because I was like... Like, a few hours after, like, we had the conversation and I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, the league broke a bunch of its own rules to sign him. Boo on that. He's old. It's artificial turf league, blah, blah, blah. I, I kind of downplayed it. And a few hours later, I was like, man, I had to send another message to the chain because I was just like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm still pretty excited <laughs> that Messi's coming to MLS, you know? Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. Like, just check myself real quick. Okay. Uh, my, my original reaction was probably... Jealousy that Inter Miami sure. is landing this great player, and when I look at where Inter Miami is on the table, I say, "Hmm, they're last in the East, and with Messi, they've got a chance to make the playoffs." Yeah, and I think that hurts Charlotte FC. I heard a conspiracy theory that the MLS knew this was coming, and that's why they added the ninth playoff spot in preseason because they're like, "We got to give Miami every chance to make it to get Messi in." If they if they struggle, it's a business, there. and nothing would surprise me if any type of business leadership made a decision to help their organization yeah. make more money and take advantage of a situation. And maybe that's what MLS is doing right now. And, um, you know, for the October 21st match against Charlotte here at the Keep, will you sell your tickets? Because it's a great debate. It's a massive debate. And uh, we all have our own personal feelings on this. We, we, we started the conversation on Twitter. And, I mean, you want me to just get into it right now? I because do. I am, I'm not selling my tickets. There's no way I'm selling my tickets. I, I, you I'm won't just, be bought? I can't be bought. I've put this out there. Come on. I know people are selling what if, like what 10X, if, No, no. What, if, what, if, what if, the, if you sold your tickets for the entire cost of the season ticket? No, I get it. I get it. Sell the ticket to one game and pay off your entire season ticket. I mean, what what could be better? And that's and the, not that's not even on your radar. And the truth of the matter is, I have two tickets. I have two season tickets in the supporter section. I bought one for myself, one for my presumed girlfriend that I was gonna have by the time uh, Charlotte FC launch rolled around in 2022. She never materialized, unfortunately. So I have the other ticket that I just give away to friends. And uh, Gesslin has taken advantage, and plenty of other friends have. Hannah always often <laughs> comes in and takes the yeah. extra ticket. So sometimes I, have, I do. I, yeah, you've t- you've used a supporters ticket before. Uh, so I have the two tickets. I could easily sell one and still go. I could sell one ticket for a huge premium and still go to my to the game myself and, and not miss anything. But here's the deal, John, and here's the deal, T folks, and here's the deal with everyone. I'm sick. I, I, it's just this is this whole phenomena. I might have it if this was happening a month ago or two months from now. I might have a slightly different feeling. But the fact of the matter is, we're, it, this is hitting me at a time where PGA Tour is partnering with Live Golf. You know, they they they, they got bought off by the the, pu- the the public investment fund. Yeah, yeah. Uh, MLS is prostrating itself and breaking all of its own rules to sign this guy Messi. You know. I'm in a spot, I'm like, in the world right now, all I'm seeing is ex- examples of, of of where money trumps people's decision-making, where people are just doing everything for money. I'm tired of it. It's just, it's just really like, it's my own personal feeling. Not that I'm trying to claim some moral high ground or anything on like that, but just for my own conscience, for my, for my ability to sleep at night, you cannot buy this ticket off of me. You cannot 
There's nothing you do. You can you, I, make me an offer. That's what I want to say is to make me an offer. Come at me fifteen hundred dollars for fifty. You know, tickets are the, the season tickets uh, in the supporters average out to about thirty-five bucks a, a game between thirty-five and fifty, I think. So like, you can offer me fifteen hundred dollars. I won't take it. You can offer me five thousand dollars. I'd like to hear the offer, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, man. <laughs> I can't. I won't sell this ticket. Come at me with your hedge fund money. Come at me with your messy tags. These Come, banker bros uptown, right. they stand I, no chance. If there's some rich banker bro uptown that thinks that they that just wants that is like wants to buy me off to prove a point, just to prove, as Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase used to say in the old uh, 1980s WWF, every man has a price. That was his <laughs> tagline. There is no price. You cannot get me. You can offer to pay off the rest of my student loans. You're not getting this ticket. It's not happening. So come at me, bro. I mean, I, I want to see what you've got in terms of a real concrete offer, but there's no, there's literally nothing you can do to get this extra ticket off me, and I will just give it to whichever friend I feel like giving it to that day to come enjoy the match with me. What if I made an offer that you couldn't refuse? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Don't come at me with an offer I can't refuse. That's... Because it's out there, Danny. It might not be my offer, but it might be somebody's. And there's going to be a lot of TFOs. Um, you can see the conversation on our Twitter handle at For the Crown Baby. Check it out there. Everyone chimed in on this. It was a great. It was a great. As soon as you brought this topic up, I said, "Hmm, I got to survey the TFOs on this. I know they're going to come through," and they absolutely did. Uh... The fortunate thing is I've never, ever been known to flip-flop in the history of this show, so <laughs> sounds good to me. Um, uh, for me, I, the only point that I'll make is that, you know, if you have an opportunity here to recoup the money that you spent for season tickets, it's, right. you know, people work, are working hard. Talk about a layup. You know, yeah. we're, we're in a, sometimes, some people would say a tough economy. Yeah. And, and a little bit of extra cash. Uh, the ability to get your money back for your Charlotte FC season tickets because somebody wants to watch Messi play. I understand that point of view I, as well. I told some friends to sell their tickets. I was like, sell them, for sure. I, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want anybody to join, I don't need anybody to join me on this island. It's an island of absurdity and pride, really, more than anything else. But what I will say is, I'm not here to judge anybody that sells their tickets, but I'm never selling mine. You can never get it off of me. I dare you. Charlotte Soccer Show. Yeah, I dare you. Send me that. Send me over. I've moved on to the Mexican lager, by the way. The Amber. Yeah. Yeah, I've Total moved on. Tempo, baby. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. You speak a little less Spanish. Cheers. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Balls to the wall. Betty, dare all right, so the next topic tonight is definitely going to be uh, Enzo Capetti. You got, you got how, something how do you think Messi's going to do? Do you think Messi's going to dominate the league, or do you think he's just going to be okay? Hey, hear me out. I think this show is, is quick hitting, and we're, we have plenty of time to dive okay. into Messi. Okay, cool. And the reason is because he's not playing for like two months. That's true, okay. Right? More to come on Messi. Is that still true that he, he won't play well, yeah, until July, August? July 6th would be the earliest he could. July and, 6th. Or excuse me, July 5th. The day after Independence Day, we open the floodgates. That's when the transfer availability incoming window opens for NCLS. Yeah, but I've, I read some reports that said he wouldn't play until August. Right, I 100%. Think of, think of when we, think of how long it took to get uh, 
Nuno Santos uh, to play after we signed him last year. Because I think there's an opportunity for Messi to just like take this, take June and July off, and then play August, September, October sure. with Inter Miami. Obviously, there's the whole idea of like. His big quote when he said, I'm making this decision for my family so that I can, like, spend more time being there with them. And, like, it's not, you know, MLS is not a retirement league, and I'm not saying Messi's coming here to retire. I don't think that he's going to about to go give 125% of his soul to try to drag it into Miami in the playoffs. I think he's coming here to play soccer and see what it's all about and have a little bit of a learning experience for himself and just kind of a personal enrichment thing. He's obviously going to be good. It's a good take. Yeah. It's a great feeling, and I think that's probably what makes Messi great, yeah. is that if he is thinking that way, that's the way one of the greatest of all time should be thinking about their soccer game and what they want to accomplish in the sport. We're going to be following it. It's massive for M MLS. Uh, it's massive for, for the league, for Charlotte FC. Hey, listen, we already know. For anybody else that's new to the club because of Lionel Messi joining MLS, enjoy it. We put it out a show statement. I put out a show statement anyway. And the, the idea is um, that MLS is uniquely American, and there's one thing that you have to do when you watch MLS. You have to enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's, it's, a, it's a great league, and it's an enjoyable league. And if you try to compare it to Europe, or you try to put it in uh, to this comparable scenario, you're going to come out feeling like maybe it's something that you potentially wouldn't have given enough credit. Right. But if you go and you take in the event, or if you understand how hard a lot of these players work to go the full 90, and you can just enjoy the league for what it is. It's the greatest soccer league in the world. Amen to that. Cheers to that. Maybe not football, but soccer, it's number one. The Australian league is the soccer league, and we're better than <laughs> that, for, for sure. The Socceroos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Melbourne Impact or whatever, or some whoever they are. I've, yeah. I've been Sydney Wanderers. I'm trying to become well versed on uh, Australian soccer. Yeah. It's because uh, Ange, the new Tottenham boss. Oh wow! Go the, Spurs go. The new, yeah. the new Tottenham boss. He's Australian. Yes, he is. See, I never realized that. This, yeah, he coached in Japan, then coached in Scotland. Yeah, but uh, if you're if you're a Tottenham Hotspur fan, watch for the the J Japan League, the J League pipeline to start coming to Spurs big time. Rio Hatate, Kyogo Furuhashi, remember those names. Uh, transfer window. And I don't even like Spurs. And, and, and the transfer window is going to open, as you mentioned, and Tottenham is definitely going to sign players. Arsenal is going to sign players. I saw uh, Manchester City, who's playing in the Champions League on Saturday as well. Mm -hmm. Champions League final, that is. Mm. Um, we'll be here at Half-Life, 3 o'clock, to watch it. We certainly will. And when you think about it that way, you, you realize that... Like, a, t a team like Manchester City playing in the Champions League final, uh, for me, that's, that's an opportunity to, for Pep to just, like, absolutely continue to cement his legacy. And you know what he's doing after that, Danny? He's recreating his squad. Right. It's all, it's, and yeah. he's doing it again. He's like, I'm going to win the Champions League and win a triple and then go uh, rebuild the squad again via transfers. That's kind of his only challenge left. But you talk about the transfer. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're Charlotte FC or you're Manchester City, right? The transfer window is an opportunity to to screw some things up a little oh. bit, to refresh, to kick out some of the cobwebs. Who's coming in for Charlotte FC? Well, that's with that in mind. That I think that's a homework assignment. That's Tifo's homework. 
That's a TIFO's homework assignment. Sorry to give you all a homework assignment here right at the start of summer vacation. But it's about to be an international break. Next week's episode, we're looking for things to talk about during a time where there's no match days on the horizon. Let's talk a little bit about transfers. Let's get everyone thinking this week, you and I both, and everyone that's listening. And we'll have the conversation next next Thursday about like who Charlotte should be tra- targeting in this upcoming transfer window, position-wise, personnel-wise, because... You, ripped, you famously last week. I hadn't even <laughs> thought about. The, I, I I was sitting here thinking we weren't even going to sign anyone, and then you're like, Grams, of course we're going to sign someone last week. And my whole world has been kind of expanded on that. And we can like, do we do we go out and sign a center back? Do we go out and sign a left back? Do we go out and get another winger to deal with the injury problems? Do we? Do we ship out Capetti? Do we try to resell Capetti really fast for pennies right, on the don't, dollar? Okay, don't go that far. Yeah, There's no way. Yeah. There's no way that happens uh, because Enzo Capetti is somebody that Charlotte FC is banking his future on. But I do think when you think about the fullback positions, when you think about the center back position, I think Guzman is someone to give to the center back position. What does it look like at the fullback position and the creative midfielder position? I think that Charlotte FC is going to do a, a, a couple of different things. Number one, they're going to start with the players that they have who are currently playing for Crown Legacy. You've got Vinny Mello, and you've got Nuno Santos. You've got two players who Nuno, a transfer window signing, come into the club, make something happen, be creative, see what you can do. What Is he going to get another chance? What a year it's been for Nuno Santos. Is he going to get another chance? I don't think so. Because if he doesn't, then you have to... I think he'll never play again then, for either of them. Then you ha- what you have to do in that scenario is you got to replace him. Andre, totally Shin- Andre Shinyashiki? No chance. Not coming back. No. Know what you got to do in that scenario? You've got to replace him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And those are two creative players that this club it has to be willing to say, we invested in two players. It did not work out. Right. Now we have to go back to the market and try it again. Sure. And David and- Tepper's money spends. And Miram, you can sort of count as a bit of a Shinyashiki replacement. You know, uh, I'd still like to still get get two extra new guys. Two two new attackers would be great in the transfer window for me. Two new attackers and one good defender. I think we crush the transfer window if we do that. If we bring in three new guys and two of them are starters, that's that's an ideal transfer window for me for sure. Totally. So yeah, yeah keep your eye out there. We're gonna have that discussion um, as we get into the international Sorry break. Sorry for the homework assignment. Yeah. Well, hey, sometimes the TFOs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they can't just fuck around all night and play Xbox. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, there's, there's more. They, they got to do exactly. something different than play FIFA. What's, what was your go-to like in your you're in elementary school, middle school, first first night of summer vacation, and the school school's over? What's the move? What's the what's the party that weekend? The video game? Yeah. Like like what? Like, yeah, like pizza, uh, two liter bottles of Dr Pepper. Wow. And, co- and cherry coke. Now yeah, yeah. You, you really want to take it back to '96 now? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. '96. Yeah. For me, um, probably like I mean any EA Sports game. Sure. Really, I started with. So you go back to Madden. Right? Yeah. You can go all the way back to Madden, or you can go yeah. back to EA Sports NCAA Basketball, EA Sports NCAA Football. EA, yeah. I would say EA Sports NCAA Football. Coming back next year, hopefully. If I'm thinking back to it, uh, FIFA was something, I think I just I discovered FIFA when I was, what, uh, probably about 10 years later. Okay. 10 years later is when I discovered FIFA. I gotta throw out GoldenEye on top of all the sports uh, of games. Of course. Yeah, and then of Mario course. Kart. And then, yeah, of then course. we got the full collection. There's like a, sure. fa- uh, 
But I, what I'm trying to get at is that first night. That first night when they're, you know, it's like there's no school. It's it's the weekend, and you get to stay up all night and just do whatever you want. You just drink drink pop all night, eat pizza, play video games, have a sleepover. What, yeah. What time? Ninety six, baby. It's gonna be a. Uh, Starting to get philosophical on y'all, but just. Don't, <laughs> you know, as we take a look back at uh, the fortress and see the lights are on. The skyline is lit up. Uptown is glowing right now. And I, and I can see the blue glow coming off of you right now in your uh, new shirt, by the way. Yes. This, this new shirt, uh, a special shout out. You can see it on our Instagram page, Charlotte Soccer Show. Go to Charlotte Soccer Show where you can see Danny Brands repping um, our first ever. Yeah, it's our first ever uh, Charlotte Soccer Show t-shirt collab with All About the Crown. With a TIFO. Yeah. With a TIFO. With a TIFOS. Yeah, Matt Barbie, Matt Barbie, our great friend from Greenville, runs a, uh, a little side company, a little side hustle where he markets uh, Charlotte FC gear, uh, independent fan-driven designs. He's got a bunch of cool shirts, cool kids' designs. I ordered some of the kids' shirts for my niece and nephew to start spreading the, the gospel of Charlotte FC. <laughs> gonna, those nice. will be my gifts for them when I go see them in Ireland uh, oh, in a couple weeks. beautiful. So uh, we're spreading that, the all about the crown gospel so, spreading. And, and Matt, Matt, Matt Barbie's uh, product is going all, is international it's, now. it's global, baby, it's global. <laughs> and uh, he has a brand called All About the Crown. Look for it on the website. We did a collab with him, a new shirt, Six Point Saturday. This was the phrase coined by uh, Brett Thompson, another yes. great TIFOs. And uh, it refers, obviously, to Independence and Charlotte FC both winning on the same day, bring six points home to the QC. Uh, you know, we can we, Crown Legacy and Independence Women obviously can sub in there when needed to, to get us to the six if, if the, the two main teams are, are getting it done. But uh, uh, we're gonna be, we're giving these shirts away. We're gonna have some giveaways. Come find us at the Hot Fly Party. We'll have shirts to give away. I'm rocking it. I like it. It's a nice, comfortable T-shirt. And so, yeah, this the. This is like the podcast. All I'm doing is just plugging stuff. It's just plug after <laughs> nah, plug. Nah, man, no, nah, I, I haven't been paid for any of this. I just, I, you know, I want to see my friends succeed and good people here at Offline. Dude, good man, Matt Barbie. Yeah, we're in yeah. good shape. Don't worry about it. You, um, you're having a great show. I'm having a great night. I feel like we're having a great show. And you know what that means? Tifo's questions. Yes. Yes. It always, always means Tifo's questions. We appreciate all of our Tifos and the topics uh, they bring to the show. I'm going to probably skip over some questions tonight just because we've already talked about a lot of topics. But um, I want to start with one of our favorite Tifos, James Paul Perez, JPP. What's good? Hope to see you on Saturday, uh, either here at Hotfly or at the Keep. He asks you. Danny Brams, he says, why have we been so effective this year without dominating possession? Man, um, I don't know. I almost want to throw that back to you. You're the tactician of this pairing. If you have any thoughts, I would just say quick strike ability and, and, uh, and King Carroll's ability to create something out of nothing. But what do you think? I've got one word, and it's gemstone. The gemstone's ability to receive the ball in the midfield and then quick pivot move and see something happen. Our offense doesn't. Um, remember one of the glorious goals that we scored last season when there was like tw like it was the pass count happened. Yeah, when Jalen uh, stole the ball off the throw in, we yes. picked it back. Boom, 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 boom. The, yeah, pa yeah, the pass count, right? Like yeah. it's not to, to like what our tactics are this year. Right. We're more of a quick strike, quick strike squad sure. that can get the ball into the middle of the pitch and then ping it somewhere We've quick. We've thrived right? in the counterattack. Think about Carol Swiderski and that goal that you mentioned earlier on the podcast. Right. 
Um, the Westwood Pass. It's the Westwood Pass. He's a, we're able to make that connection now, and sure. things happen. It's not meaningless possession, JPP. And we, and whenever there is meaningless possession, you know we call it out. And right. it, it, there has been this year right. some of that. It, I did some touch stat. I looked up some touches per 90 stats this week just kind of on a whim. And, like, our highest touches per 90 are Affle and Burn, which I guess it makes sense, you know, in this system that your fullbacks who, who move into the midfield would have the most touches. And obviously center, you know, any team's going to have center backs and DMs have most of the majority of the touches most of the time. But Carol Swiderski being so super, like, those guys have a disproportionate amount of touches. Like, Burn has like 70 plus, or actually Apple has like 70 plus, Burn has like 65 plus, and Carol's down in the 40s. And so I just think like, uh, yeah, a lot of our possession this year has been meaningless because it's guys kind of touching the ball back and forth to each other in, in the defensive midfield. Matt Barbie, who we just mentioned, Danny, um, he says, I'm going to be in the outer banks for this Saturday's match. The question is, where should I sit when watching the match? A little evening beach time, out on the deck overlooking the ocean, or inside with the AC? Beach time. Beach time with the ocean, baby, because you're going to be yelling and screaming. On the phone? You think uh, watching on the phone on the beach? Is that hopefully, the place? Or a tablet. Hopefully not. You know, I don't want to assume what anybody's you know got in their lives. But tablet, ta- a tablet nice. is pretty nice in that situation. Um, if you have the tablet, you got to do it on the on the deck with the ocean for sure. And I believe someone did reply to Barbie's tweet there and corrected him. You're not in the outer banks. You're on the outer banks. Preposition police showed up and uh, they've been cited. <laughs> uh, just, just you know, uh, the citation usually is uh, two hundred dollars or so. Yeah. So or a uh, box of free shirts. Yeah. Uh, Life of Geslin, Matt Geslin. He says, "What is the larger picture impact of Messi?" joining MLS. So let's not think about MLS. Let's think about where he's coming from. Right. He's coming from Europe. Right. What is the impact in Europe? What's the larger picture uh, impact of Messi joining MLS if you're somebody sitting in Barcelona tonight reading the news? What does it mean to you? Everything that we're seeing right now in MLS, uh, the explosion from 15 teams to 30, the, the proliferation of soccer-specific stadiums, the big money DPs coming in, the big money exports going out, all culminating in the sign of Messi. You know what this all reminds me of? This whole process of this MLS 3.0, 4.0, whatever you want to call it. I'm reminded of that day, like back nearly 20 years ago. I was sitting in Bristol, Connecticut, working at ESPN, and the newswire comes across and it says, LA Galaxy signing David Beckham. And I just thought to myself, what? And it's like, I, it's that kind of, like every every great thing about MLS in 2023 can can honestly be traced back to that Beckham signing. Beckham, the Beckham signing to bring, uh, to LA Galaxy and to sort of put a, an international eye on MLS and bring so much more money and interest in the league from uh, the global community was, it's a before and after moment. There's MLS before Beckham and there's MLS after Beckham, and that's all there is to it. This is going to be another one of them. There'll be MLS before Messi, and there'll be MLS after Messi, and that that impact, that's the impact. And we don't even know exactly how it'll all work out. Maybe we'll grow to a 40-team league with two divisions and pro-rel, you know, in between the two. Who knows? Maybe we'll get rid of salary cap rules and, and have no more DPs and, and all of a sudden become a fully full participant in the global calendar. Anything could happen, anything's on the table, and it's it's before Messi and after Messi as far as MLS is concerned at this point. BM and AM. Yes, exactly. Yeah, an important figure. 
uh, who will mark the uh, test of time. Uh, Michael Volak uh, tweets and he says, is Kalina unstoppable? Uh, yes. <laughs> that was my answer as well. I, I, you know, that's that. Um, but Ash Hamrick, always great to hear from Ash. He was first in on uh, the chat with this question. He says, do we give Enzo more time or is he on very thin ice at this point? I mean, it's the dreaded two-word phrase, adjustment issues. Uh, some some guys get them, some guys don't. Whenever a, a big, high-profile uh, superstar from one league is going to move to another league, whether it's a French superstar going to the Premier League or anything between here and there, you either hope they, they either merge and mesh in seamlessly and they get it in their new home right away and they, and they have no issues, or they have the dreaded quote-unquote adjustment issues. And it's adjustment issues time at this point for Enzo. He can't get it through his head that the games are refed differently here in Argentina than they are in Argentina, and he just can't get that through his head. He needs to. Hey, I mean, like, I don't care. You, I'm going to quote Ric Flair here. <laughs> You don't have to like it, but you better learn to love it, Enzo, because it's the way it fucking is. So, like, quit whining, quit complaining, quit thinking you know more about the ref, what the ref wants to call, and just get on with it. Elio Delgado. Thin ice, my friend. Very, very thin ice. Evan Hitch, he says, we are halfway through the season. Always good to hear from Hitch. The original Tifo. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. Uh, Who would be your MVP thus far? This reminds me of my answer last year. Um, I said Christian Kalina halfway through the year last season. Not going to say this year. So tonight's the night we're going on record uh, with it's, Evan Hitch. It's it's one of the saddest answers I could ever have imagined myself possibly <laughs> giving a few months ago. But it's just a mirror. Wow. It's Justin Miram. It, uh, you talk about, you know, before Miram and after Miram with this club. If we, if we want to call back to the previous conversation. I mean, maybe it's just coincidence. Maybe it's coincidental timing and everything else was coming together. But you look, uh, after the D.C. game, his first start came. He, he subbed in for D.C. and we were already getting killed. But even then, he sort of, he sent a couple crosses into the box. And after that, he, he entered the starting lineup. And that's when we started our hot streak play. As much as I love Carroll and his contributions this year, as much as Bronico has been the Swiss Army Knight and uh, persevered through some up-and-down performances and been an, a, a, a very VP, the MVP has got to be Justin Miriam for me. It would have been Yushviak if he hadn't got hurt, but it's, it's Miriam. It's a great answer. I'm going Carroll Swiderski. Yes. I like that, too. Yeah, just because uh, he's got five goals. Uh, he's been an impact player, and... He's been committed to the squad in a way that has been uh, infectious. I think he he wants to win and he wants to win badly. Um, so I've got nothing but respect no for Kaus Wiederski. Um, uh, Kevin Tug Speedman, 46. He says, "Does MLS need to revamp their salary cap structure?" We kind of hit on this now that Messi has come to allow clubs to attract bigger name talent. I'm gonna kind of like morph this question into: Do you foresee in the next 10 years each club? becoming an individual business entity, or will MLS continue to own all MLS franchises? I think it's a, that's a, that would be a huge seismic shift, and only the only thing that could make that happen is something having to do with Messi Camorri. So this could be a catalyst. It could happen, for sure. I, I don't know the exact step-by-step mechanics of how it happens, 
But Messi coming to the league means everything is on the table, so yes, it's a possibility. I don't see it happening, but it could be. Final question comes from a Twitter account that I wanted to call out specifically this evening, at uh, CLT Pet Peeves. And I want to ask you this question. What happens when Pet Peeves becomes the Pet Peeve? Yeah, that's a really good question because uh, CLT, CLT Pet Peeves is one of those accounts that, that loves to chime in. Is a, a chimer account. So always got to chime in on everything. But uh, the Pet Peeves <laughs> is my Pet Peeve. Yeah. It's uh, elaborate. That's what it is. That the CLT Pet Peeves is my pet peeve. <laughs> I think you're not alone in that, in that regard in Charlotte FC Twitter land at all. So I, I don't know what else to say, but I, I mean, the question's in. And um, the question is, what's up with Copetti? And why are we just taking this company line? What is the company line? I, I don't really get much of a company line other than that he's just not ready. The company line, I guess, would be he's not healthy enough to play right now. Um, Latanzio said in his press conference today, we must respect what the medical doctors say. So I don't know if that was an intentional play of the use of the word respect, since that's what Copetti said in the, in the semi-viral video. But um, I don't know. My pet peeve at this point is people bitching about Capetti. Fucking leave the guy be. <laughs> He's injured. He needs. Uh, he wants to play. I mean, you have a chance to get, like, it's a hamstring, one of the most notorious injuries for a guy whose whole game is based on running. And you have a chance to sit him out one more. He's missed a bunch of games. You sit him one more game, and then he gets two more weeks off to chill. Of, you, of course. Why would you, he's, There's no reason to play him against Seattle. Well, and, if, and, if, and, and if Enzo doesn't get that and wants to whine to a camera at practice, then that kind of ticks me off a little bit. That's my pet peeve as well. When the pet peeves becomes the pet peeve, uh, then <laughs> things get a little weird on the Charlotte Soccer I mean, Show. How, why does he think he should play against Seattle? Other than, I mean... I think he should play if he's healthy enough to go out there because uh, this is a great opportunity for Charlotte FC to get three points against uh, a franchise that um, we've never gotten three points against. Sure. And this is the opportunity to get it. And I'm excited about the lineup, and I want to get your prediction, and I want to um, think um, about what will happen in the match Saturday night. Maybe put on that Nostra Bramus hat of yours (laughs) that you like to wear. The Nostra Bramus beard. My thoughts are this. Uh, Joe Mo probably available. I think Jordan Morris will play. That makes Seattle more dangerous for sure. He uh, he tends to score goals in bunches. Nicholas Lodero um, sat out of training this week, but should be good to go. He's that type of guy that always... He's a, he's that wily veteran at this point. He doesn't need to practice to play, uh, but he did sit out of practice. He's got some some uh, tightness and some muscles and whatnot. He's, he's an all-time great in an MLS, and he can hurt us. My scouting report on, in general in Seattle, though, is they lack a striker. They, uh, you know, they kind of shuffle between Rui Diaz, who's always hurt, and Bear, who's always uh, inconsistent. So they don't necessarily have that end product that we can shut down Lodero and and, uh, and Morris. Uh, they can create out of the midfield with Rusnak and Joe Paolo, I think, is going to be playing. Those guys are a little bit dangerous in terms of counterattack stuff. Seattle tends to have, have a very um, 
split personality. At home, they're very attack front foot soccer. On the road, they kind of sit back and play counterattack style. And that's uh, the Brian Schmetzer style that they've had for a few years. So I could see us again like dominating possession, and it's going to be up to us to make it count and not not have that useless possession that we mentioned earlier in the show. If we can get an early lead against these guys, if we can score one goal, we can score two. Because if we make them chase the game after us, we should be able to beat, beat their back line a little bit. They do have one of the better center backs in the league, uh, Yamar. But their back line has been rotating a lot over, with a lot of matches. And so we'll see what happens. I think it's a good chance to finish the show with some words from a um, Charlotte soccer show, Tifos. Yes. And it's Joe LeBlue. You can, you can find him at JC LeBlue on Twitter. And he says... The grandest Tifos of them all. He says, a lot of talk about 1021 for some reason. But great news, we're back home Saturday night. The forecast looks great. Taste of Charlotte. We'll have Uptown smelling delicious. Taste of Charlotte Uptown. Uh, A carnival-like atmosphere uh, up in Uptown with food vendors from all over the city showcasing their best food. And we anticipate high octane from the best support in the league. If you don't have plans, you do now. That's that's Saturday here. And, and that's uh, the reason why I read that is like, hey, listen, I think you made the point earlier. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Um, and that's not what we try to do on the show. But what we try to do is create um, energy. And I think the energy in the city on Saturday night, you know, energy only happens when everybody comes together. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think like there's this moment. And that's what that's what Charlotte FC does for this community is Saturday night there's going to be this opportunity for this entire city to get together and support Charlotte FC, and that's what we're going to do on Saturday night. This place is going to be absolutely epic. Mm-hmm. This place is going to be buzzing, and it's going to be a match day atmosphere in the Queen City, something that you still got to kind of pinch yourself and say, wait a minute, there's going to be a match day atmosphere in Charlotte this Saturday, and Seattle, quite frankly, has no fucking clue what they're walking into. They, they think of themselves as the model MLS franchise. You know, they're, we've, they were, we've played in an NFL, played yeah, in an NFL yeah. stadium. We'll be first, fine. They were the first ones to ever get, uh, yeah, break yeah. the rule of playing <laughs> in an NFL stadium. So. Um, yeah, man. Uh, they're gettable. It's not going to be easy, but they're gettable. The, uh, Charlotte FC is a quality team. I think we're a playoff team, playoff uh, contending team. What's the score? 3-1 Charlotte. 3-1 Charlotte. I've got... Two to one, Charlotte. I like it. I think okay. we get a late one. I think it's two one, and we have we we get that fourth goal. That would be uh, on brand for what this club does at home. Uh, Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us at Hopfly on a Thursday evening. Uh, whether you're listening to this tonight, Friday, Saturday before the match, or any time thereafter. Uh, best to you, and cheers to you, and Danny. Until next time. For the crown, baby.